Do you start these or do I start you these? Do. You do. Okay. Here's the situation, folks. No, I don't say that. I just jump in. You can say whatever you want. Jonah Flat, thank you so much for being on the Parking Lot Podcast. This has been a long time coming, I would yeah. say. Uh, you are our first guest from across the pond. Woo. You are based in the UK. Mm-hmm. You you arrived in our country on the day of Charles the the second the third Sad. the third. Sad. Um, what's it called when you become a king? Coronation. Coronation. Coronation Street. So we appreciate you leaving your country to come to ours, essentially just to be on this podcast. As spreading I spreading the word. It. Well, I think Wonderful. you were here to ensure that like the Commonwealth countries were celebrating. They adequately. sent one of us, yeah. one of us across to every different part of the Commonwealth. You went to every yeah. museum to make is sure it was free. Center free? <laughs> <laughs> you carry on, all right? Yeah, did is, they put a bouncy castle in front of Queens Park? Because <laughs> they did. Is this park they? available oh, for boy. free entrance? Yeah. What like actually happened in Toronto? Like ever? <laughs> Start at the beginning. So, <laughs> give me a brief history of Toronto. Um, what happened across the city for coronation? Yeah, apart from the museums and the bouncy castle. That's my bad. cousin and aunt got up early to watch it. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, they made some scones at four. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, I know a few like churches had like events in their basements. Like kind of based on like neighborhood areas, but there was like potlucks. Yeah. My friend went to go to the AGO, but it was ra- the Art Gallery of Ontario, but it was wrapped around the corner. So she celebrated by going to have a beer on a patio. Yeah, which is one way to spend it. You and uh, you and oh, parking yeah. lot spent the coronation drinking beer on a patio. So we did. I think that's how most people did. Most yeah. people said that was today. <laughs> what? <laughs> I missed it. Are we going to get a new twenty dollar bill? So here on this podcast, uh, we like to talk about careers, creative inspirations, oh, okay. all of that good stuff. So I wanted to start with how, we, like university era, because we actually attended, which I think is the craziest story, the same university. Me for only one year, but you went there all three years. Two years. Two years? What happened to your third year? You quit. <laughs> I did it and I quit. <laughs> I quit. I I graduated and then I quit. Classic. Uh, the second year I was living in Victoria. Oh, you don't know this? No. So, and can you tell us the story of your university? Where did you go? How did you pick where you went? Let's start at the beginning. Where did you come from? Where did you go? <laughs> can you tell us what the form was like so when you applied? It started when I was born. <laughs> um, I. Did not know of Exeter as a town until I was 16. Um, And then someone I knew went and I was like, that's cool. And before that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So real. (laughs) Before that, when I was 14, I went to Vancouver for a day Mm -hmm. um, as part of a layover. One day? Just one day. Um, And I fell in love with it. Like Mm -hmm. the moment I went there and I was like, "I, I need to come back here. I want to live here. Um, oh, I did know this. I did know this. Sorry. Yeah. And then when I found out about Exeter, I looked at the courses because I knew I wanted to do English. Mm-hmm. And it just happened that it was like English with a study in North America. And then you had maybe seven different universities around the States and Canada to choose from. And one of them was Victoria. And I was like, that's close enough. Um, get me on this course. Started the course. Um, and then whenever my Tuesday would come up and be like, you know, what do you want to do next year? I was like, look, it's Sony Victoria. I'll put down a few more 
um, but I'm not going anywhere else. Um, Toronto was my second choice. I wasn't going to go there. Well, that's fine. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're here now. So, what is it about uh, Canada that's so appealing? I really don't know. Um, everyone's everyone is really friendly. Mm-hmm. I once got given a phone for free. Um, I just always like my phone is crap, and they were like, "Do you want an iPhone 7? I was like, "Who gave that to you, Justin my Trudeau?" Old boss. <laughs> <laughs> said welcome he was at the airport <laughs> you you put in a good word for me with the queen yeah yeah take this sure thing justin uh, um, she doesn't have much longer the newest one's actually a 14 but okay yeah. <laughs> doesn't even turn on man yeah. does oh, it have a, a home button, a home button? <laughs> but thank you yeah where's the face id <laughs> um the friendliness of the people vancouver is Gorgeous. Mm. I think the moment I walked out and I saw the mountains, I was like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah. this is better than home. Um, Do people really seem friendlier? Because that's not my... Uh, I don't well, know. Maybe Toronto's different than... Yeah, I think it is. saying, yeah, the people in Toronto aren't that nice. Um, they all seem all right. I've had one or two chats with people. People come, People have like looked at me and said, hi. I've been like, Hi. Yeah, that's a, that is a very Toronto thing. It's a little unsettling. If you look at someone for too long, sometimes they'll be like, hi. You're like, hi. No one's ever done that to me. Never, never in my life. Or I someone also don't like, make eye contact. If you're like sitting on the bus, like, you know, on the newer buses, you have like the three seats and then across the aisle, there's another three seats. They face each other. If you're like sitting there in the morning and you like look at the person across from you, they'll be like, give you like a morning acknowledgement. And you're like, mm, you know, like, go back to looking at your phone. Yeah. That's friendlier than London. Yeah, sounds like it. London is either look away or the fuck you looking at. <laughs> okay, to start a fight. I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I think Depends I'd be London happier with less friendliness in the city. Oh, really? Yeah. Except okay. in my own personal neighborhood. Have you been to Roncesvalles yet? My be real said I have, but I've not. I don't. Do think you be you... real? I do be real. Oh, do you want to be real? Oh, oh. Before, so you were. You're in love with Canada. You picked Exeter because you could go to Canada for a year. Mm-hmm. And well, then, and also the English course was pretty good as well. That was right. quite important. Yes. At the time. That's why I went to Exeter because I think you guys are number, Exeter's number one for English in the UK. Wow. Not Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> that does feel like a pretty strong contender. I think it's high. Okay. It's pretty high. Maybe 1. I made that 5. up. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe Oxford is the number one. I, don't, I haven't checked the rankings. Maybe it's the recent. number one English program in Devon. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's the number one English program at Exeter. <laughs> uh, no, it was pretty highly ranked, I remember. Anyway. Um, so what was your experience of Exeter like? Cool. It's like an, it's, it's a nice small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, what, maybe three clubs there? But like, what I liked about it was that... Um, Which have been renamed since I was there. Apart from one. Apart Shout from out one. Timepiece. The OG Timepiece. Um, and the, is the Lemmy still the Lemmy? Yeah, the Lemmy's still there. Oh, I don't okay, know if it's there okay. anymore. But I hope so. It was redone twice whilst I was there. Mm. I was only there three years. It was pretty old when I was there. Yeah, it got really good when I was in third year. 
And were people from the like Christian Students Union outside to give outside, you jam sandwiches? Giving you brownies and everything. Yeah. Oh, brownies. When I was there, it was jam sandwiches. Oh, mm. no. They got lazy with us. Mm. It's because now they're 16th, so they don't really have the budget <laughs> <laughs> to be doing two pieces of bread. They came to our house once um, and made us uh, cheese toasties to and chat, talk to us about God. But three of my housemates. Two of my housemates were gay, and so I started arguing with them. But my other housemate was actually part of that Christian union as well. It was a bit awkward. Uh-oh. It, was he um, also, which side was he on? Was he on the side of your roommates? Uh, he wasn't actually part of the debate. Okay. But So you never figured out where he stood on that? There was, a, there was an underlying tension in that house in first year. Uh, what is a cheese toasty? I was just going to say, let's get into it. What's the difference between a grilled cheese and a cheese toasty? The name, as okay. far as I know. That's it, right? It's still like yeah. two pieces of bread pan yeah. fried with cheese in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But or you every, put them in the actual toasty Yeah, maker. every first year apartment that I ever went to had a toasty maker. Like a panini press. Which is a panini press. Yeah. But yeah. square. Yeah. What's a pin- what shape is a panini press? It's kind of like, oh. it's like it's like two Triangle. toasties put together. It's like longer. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just got a phone call. They're usually octagons. Um, anyway. So you had a good time during your undergrad. Yeah, I had a fantastic time. And were you reading good stuff? Sorry. Uh, Why did you want to do English Lit? How did you know that's what you wanted to study? It, it was like one night when I was 14. I wasn't even good at it. I was in um, my class when I was 15. There were six of us and five of them were dyslexic. And then there was me. Um, I was never like that good at it until maybe my final year. But when I was 14, I was just like, but that's you loved what it? I want to do. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess I did. So you just you just make quick decisions and then stick with them. Seems to be. I, okay. I can just like make a snap decision and then I'm like, well, that's my life. Okay, great. So did you regret it or you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have changed the thing about. No, I wouldn't have changed the thing about uni. I wouldn't you have say changed... reading English, right? Uh, if you go to Oxford, probably, yeah. Okay. I think I just did English. Okay, you did English. Yeah. Great. Uh, what was your thesis? Because in England, your third year you have to of undergrad, you have to write yeah. like a long thesis. My so my thesis was on the um, Enlightenment period and how like public spaces were used to spread that information to normal people. That's so interesting. Yeah, I didn't like that one as much as my other essay that I did, which was on graffiti and the politics of it. Mm, that um, would have been cool. Yeah. Neither one of those sounds like they're about uh, books. How did you get away with that? Um, I really stretched the, um, like, how... Um, you got creative in your... Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not a good reader. I, I like. I, did you get better at it over the course of studying it? Uh. No, but I did more of it. What do you mean not a good reader? Like you physically I can't read well or you just don't just enjoy don't have it? I patience for it. I can read. I'll go through like a little thing every two years. I'll read three books. The first one I'll really like. The second yeah. one will be all right. And the third one I get bored halfway through and stop. And you and have then... no regrets about what you studied in school? No. You have a really uh, interesting mindset. I'm very um, 
intrigued by it. But that was the nice thing about Exeter was that the uh, school degree... didn't matter. <laughs> Fuck school. <laughs> that was my memory of my year there. Yeah, it, um, I think that's just English unions. It gets pretty hazy mm-hmm. um, with all the drinking culture. Yeah, but the degree was quite flexible. Uh, I ended up doing a lot more theory than literature itself. Um, yes, that's the other thing I remember is super theory heavy. Whereas, yeah, English at, at like where I studied U of T, you were like supplementary theory, but it was mostly not like you were reading. Well, that's what happened. Books. Maybe towards the end of school you would English became less about reading books and more about looking at books as a window into looking into like a time period or a culture. Yeah. And I, that's the bit that really, I enjoyed a lot more. Um, and then that I sort of took that to uni. So in third year we did, um, life and death in the early modern period. And it was more about looking at how like plays and books treated death Mm. rather than, um, what the actual literature's like looking at it just as a piece of literature yes and then yeah going to uvic was more like reading the book as it is yeah yeah and then i did history and that was a lot more reading oh you didn't even take english courses while you were there no i took six english courses and then you got free reign over two of them okay. one of them i was like i'll do canadian history yeah um and then the other one was just film cool was uh, holes on the reading list at all? That's a good question. No. No? Have you What's read holes? that? It's a great classic. book. What it's is phenomenal. Holes? It's, a, it's like a, a, a novel about a, a group of young uh, oh, uh, boys who have to, you know, learn dig the holes. dig holes and learn the, you know, rules about life by, by digging holes in the desert. And there's these- In the desert? And there's these there's lizards that are poisonous. And if they bite you, you die. That sounds like- um. <laughs> bit like Lord of the Flies. It's a little bit like that. But I was wondering when this, whenever you were just talking about books being like a window into a time period, I wonder what uh, what the author was going for with that one. But there's so much to unpack It is a good book. That. It's a good book. <laughs> and another and a good movie. Oh, really? With Great the, movie, with honestly. Buff. Yeah, wonderful. Holes? Holes. <laughs> are we talking about holes? Yes. We are indeed. <laughs> um, so then once you graduated, what did you want to do? And were you thinking about that while you were in school? Like, did you do any extracurriculars or? Nothing that would put me towards where I, I'm going now. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of like extracurriculars were like uh, kayaking, surfing, boxing. Where uh, were you kayaking? In the... River Thames. <laughs> in a pool. Oh, great. Um, at the sports campus. Okay, great. And then once on the sea. Oh, mm. lovely. And, and I, I really badly hit a child. Not oh like intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> was a child like in the sea? They were doing surf lessons at the same beach that I was, um, we were doing surf kayaking. And um, so like I caught the wave and then I, I got sent aside and I'm mm. like, my um the underside of my boat was um flying towards the coast and there was a child in the way <sighs> fully oh my god i haven't seen him since i mean that's not your fault <laughs> seems like the fault of the wind honestly mother nature yeah. that's just um, darwin <laughs> so 
Yeah, that started my. Can you kayak in London? Could you kayak? Yeah, you can do. It. You can do Thames? it on the um on the canal. You can do it on the canal. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um. But then nothing like no you indication. A professional kayaker. No, I gave Maybe up you could after have been one a child year. Hitman. Maybe. Like Barry. What I don't could think have been he's a child Hitman? <laughs> Has he ever killed a child? Yeah, actually. No. No. I haven't seen the show. Um. So then, what were you thinking about once you graduated? I don't know. It was the middle of lockdown. Oh right, because yeah. you're you're quite young. Yeah, you're like you're like ten. <laughs> so you you graduated and the world had shut down. I mean, I yeah. did too. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. It was like don't you took, shame. You took some time off though. Yeah, but still, <laughs> it's just as valid. Yeah, still daunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're also quite young. We're the oh. same age. Are we? I mean, me and Elliot are the same age. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Drag I said, me down with I said you. we're the same age and made eye contact with everybody, and everybody is, in fact, a different age. <laughs> All the same age. Um, I, yeah. My first time was, was normal, and then the second term was fine for maybe a few weeks, and then coronavirus came around, and we were like, ha-ha, really? This will last a few weeks. It won't be fine. Yeah. Uh, and then me and uh, my housemate were locked together for 10 weeks together. That was pretty intense. Mm. Um, Are you still friends? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we only had one fight, and it was the stupidest fight I've yeah. ever had as well. Um, That's what happens in lockdown. Yeah, exactly. We all went crazy. Yeah. Um, and there, well, through that, I then... Um, cause I was already into photography. Uh, I just bought Photoshop, uh, and then through that learned how to edit photos and then started doing graphics. And then I got a job as a, like a copywriter, mm-hmm. um, for a startup. And then one day they sent me a video and they were like, um, is the content of this fine? And I was like, you know, the content's all right, but the visuals are crap. So I just read it all the visuals and they were like, oh, this is kind of what you want to do. I was like, yeah. Um, and then became a graphic designer. And that's been my career for the last two years. Wow. So you just kind of fell into it. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, it was a lot of learning. I can imagine. I was going to say, did you already like know how to express yourself in that kind of language already? Or were no. you like learning it as like you were like, okay, I can identify what I don't like about this and I'll figure out how to fix it. Yeah, I could see things and um, be like, well, this could look a little bit better. But if I compare the stuff that I made then to what I make now, mm. like I developed the eye. I just yeah. more had the interest, which led me to mm-hmm. doing that more and more. That's the um, most important part. So how did you get into filmmaking? I'd always had an interest in that as well, watching films. Um, I met like making little uh, skits for YouTube. Um, and then... Are those available online currently? No, no. Well, they're, they're online, but very private. Unlisted? Uh, oh, yeah. boy. I'm not prepared to share them. Okay. Um... And then I made, when we finished school, uh, when I was 18, I made the Leavers video, which was... What is that? So, like, we interviewed everyone in our year. I um, see. Got some funny stories Leavers? out. Leavers? Yeah. Because they're leaving? Well, yeah, what would you call oh. them? 
our graduates ever did that they 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 handed you a piece of paper yeah Yeah, we don't have an equivalent of that (laughs) we we did one at our school every year and so i took charge of that um with two friends and just really enjoyed that i i was meant to do some very important exams to get myself into university and i took a good week off just to edit that video instead of revising um so that's how you had a an inkling that that's then what you maybe wanted to be doing yeah um that was similar to me i first figured out i wanted to do um docs because of a camp video where i was interviewing everyone at the end of summer and like putting it together a leavers video a leavers video if you will (laughs) same thing yeah and then (laughs) it's contribution from the silliness like i again fell into it but that was more of a manic text I sent to Ashley Bickerton to be like, I want to make a film on you. And yeah. he and then came back and I was like, he was like, you have any experience? I was like, no, no, I, no, I don't have <laughs> any experience at all. And he was like, let's wing it. That So that brings me to um, how we know each other is through your Ashley Bickerton video, because you started working with Byron on that at some point too, right? Yeah. So, I don't know quite where to start with that. How? Let's start with the original concept of the film, which is: Can you explain who Ashley Bickerton was and why you wanted to make a film about him? Yeah. Uh, so Ashley Bickerton is a like multimedia artist who found quite a lot of fame and like he found a lot of success in New York in the nineteen eighties. So the same kind of scene as like. Jean-Michel Basquiat, uh, Keith Haring, and Jeff Koons. Um, And then, like, I think in the 90s, things just went awry. And so he was just like, well, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. Moved out of New York and was just like, I'm going to chase surf for the rest of my life. And then moved to Bali. And then his, like, body of work just completely changed. Um, And um, just like surf for the rest of his life basically and continue making this art um but his like background is he lived in about 20 different countries before he was 13 oh wow i didn't know that um and then like it was he's just bizarre story yeah not typical um how did you first hear about him and what was it about him where you wanted to tell his story the long-winded story of it was Chris Brown made a song that I really liked. And then I was on YouTube and I found an interview about it. And then he said one of his inspirations was Jean-Michel Basquiat. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know Basquiat made music. Typed it in, came across this band called Grey. Um, and I was just listening. Like, they make some weird stuff. Like, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's very, like, experimental. Mm-hmm. One of the songs was called The Mysterious Ashley Bickerton which was the only, like, the song that I really vibed with. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I just had it on repeat for maybe two days. And then I was like, who is Ashley Bickerton? He sounds fictional. He kind of yeah. looks like Sting. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe it is Sting. Oh, my God. <laughs> that what a would conspiracy be, theory. That would be a bit crazy. That would be a bit crazy. Uh, so I Googled him, found his work. I was like, oh, my God, his work's really cool. Maybe followed it for another three or four weeks and then I got rejected from a job and something in me was just like well fuck it uh so I went on Instagram found him followed him and just messaged and I was like 
you've got a really cool story. I love your work. I love um, this work in particular. I forget its name. Um, I'd love to make a film on you. And then Santa didn't expect anything to come from it. Maybe three weeks later, I get an email that's like, hi, Jono. I just saw your Instagram message. Um, this would be perfect. You cold DM'd him. Yeah. Just like wow. spur of the moment. Didn't yeah. even like plan to text him or anything. Oh, it's only ever worked for me one time. <laughs> yeah, it's only ever worked for me one time as well. Um, <laughs> but when it does work, it really pays off. And then um, called him, told him I had no experience in film. He was like, fine, let's wing it. And then I, my plan was, I was writing a blog at the time as well, um, just to keep me active whilst I didn't have a job. Uh, I still enjoyed writing. I still do enjoy writing. Um, but like, I read your blog today. Which one did you read? I read, uh, all of the, well, there are four posts uh, yeah. currently. Yeah. I, I read all four. I no, the them. last one was, I hated the last one. It wasn't very good. I might have skimmed the last one, but yeah. the, the other three I really did <laughs> so, <love>. so bad. <laughs> what is this? Really I was like, I was going to do one a month and then um, I did three and I was like, and then like I got a job and I was like, I don't yeah. have time for it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed writing those three. Uh, and it was a great chance to like get out there and just meet people who had interesting stories. Yes. And just, hear what they had to say and just write about it and Ashley was like the big one that I did um so I wrote that maybe in a week after interviewing him for about two or three hours and did you always know you wanted it to be both like like written and you wanted a film product no I knew it was a film that I wanted to make right but I thought a blog would be the best way to understand him yeah and figure out like the information that I had and what I wanted to do with it. Got it. Uh, so a lot of the structure came through listening to that and um, putting it on, like writing about it. And then through that, I was like, yeah, maybe in a month, cause we had a second lockdown come through and I was like, uh, in a month I'll have a film made. Yeah. Uh, and then that was the first <laughs> lesson. Is, you can never make a film in a month. No, it's really not that easy. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, because your editing style is so crazy and like genuinely cool. And I love your style oh, so much. Um, and that just is not easy and does not happen overnight. Because I no. remember seeing a first draft of your work when you were working with Byron and I think you'd only had like a third of it fully sort of developed. And you, mm. and and from there, it was like another year and a half mm -hmm. until you were finished. Yeah. It was like... I don't think I've seen the finished product. I'd love oh, to see it. I was it. supposed you to send that. that to you. Yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to... They haven't seen your f final product. Oh. It is so cool. It's well, honestly... The cool is an overused word, but genuinely it... Like your... The spot style inspiration that it reminds me of is the John Baldessari. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. It's very similar that's, to that. Yeah. Like it which is, is top notch. Funny you say that because that's the first thing he said as well. From seeing like the very first Ashley Bickerton yeah he was That's like so funny just from the intro which is nothing like the intro that ended up he just went this reminds me of this film with John Baldessari um I think Baldessari taught him as well whilst he was at university oh cool that's really cool yeah well it, it did kind of make sense because they they do seem like at least contemporaries of each other and that you're sort of treating them in a very similar 
way. But I mean, you're also, you're very unique in how you tell the story. And Ashley Bickerton is like an enigma with yeah. these like layered lives. Um, so how did you, how did Byron get involved? Um, Byron being uh, my boss. Yeah. Our producer. Byron, who's meant the to the legend. do the sound editing for that still. Yeah. It's not yet finished. Um, I ran out of money in November. And so I had to get a job. So I worked in retail, um, from, did a Christmas temp shift, which doing that between two lockdowns when everything was going crazy was, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, no. customer service was pretty crazy at the time. Uh, I was working, there was one, uh, woman, Michaela that I like, we just cracked on. Uh, we're both massive fans of boxing, both, fans of uh, Nottingham Forest as well. Shout out to Kayla. Shout out to Michaela. Shout Mikayla, out to- I'm sorry, sorry. Mick Kayla. <laughs> shout out to Michaela. Shout out to NFFC again. Um, you Reds. Uh, and then I just mentioned to her, I was like, I'm making this film. And she was like, oh, you should, um, I've got a friend you should get in contact with. And this I was- This is, sorry, she worked, you guys were working where? Uh, in retail in Nottingham. But where? Am I like, allowed to say the name? Yeah, I mean, oh. as long as you didn't sign an NDA. No, I didn't sell an NDA. Um, House of Fraser. Like a department store. Yeah. Uh, and she mentioned Byron and I was like, That's, yeah, sure. Um, and then, <laughs> but that was at the start. And then at the end, um, on my last day, she um, like gave me all the contact details and was like, you should email Byron. So I did on that January. He is wide reach. Yeah, damn, across the pond. I didn't. I didn't know that's how it started. Her husband, so they used to live in the States and her husband is also in music production. Mm. And so they worked together um, mm. years ago. Um, and so I emailed him, got an email back from you, Elise Bailey. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, uh oh. My that. heart just dropped. Saying, fuck <laughs> off. It's like, oh no, what did I say? Yeah, shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> I probably said you something English wild. twat. No, it definitely was like wildly incorrect, whatever I said. Like, I probably had like three pieces of information that I relayed to you incorrectly, but. Oh, I think it was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your project sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, we can do a call at this day. Oh, cool. Um, Good for me. <laughs> that adds up. <laughs> Please see the Zoom link below. Yeah. And all I knew about the all I knew about Byron was that he worked with the guy from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, we set up a call and I sent I him. I set up the call. Sorry, Elise. Set Elise, up the call. shout out Elise. Set up the call. Shout out Elise Bailey. Um, and I showed him maybe the first like little bit I'd done, which was un like an unbelievably rough cut that I think I did in Final Cut. Um, and then. I don't remember what he said. He was, I think he was just like, this looks uh, interesting. I remember that. Like, I think my confusion in the story is that once he watched your stuff, it seemed like you guys were already in contact before me. That's why I was so confused because he was like, oh, he, he really got to sit down and watch this. Like, this guy's stuff is phenomenal. And then, like, pitched you to me as no. if, like, he had found you. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. I guess you guys must know each other and have whatever you want to work on this together mm -hmm. i didn't know this was like a cold contact because oh, he was no. like very taken with your work oh wow i didn't know this we called like once a month for the first half of the year um and i was just going through it and then because he was like giving you notes and being like yeah let's do this go away come back 
got to see it. And that was the start. That was like when I was really trying to build the narrative of it mm-hmm. and trying to shape it into what it what it would eventually become. And that took me about a year of just writing, adding bits and cutting bits out and just playing with uh, the three hour conversation that we had, which was recorded on the crappiest mic I've ever used. Yeah, you had to get really creative with how you did your sound design and make it feel I had a, intentional. My laptop on um, with Logic with a USB microphone plugged in that was I had like a clip that I put on the end and then I just had it on WhatsApp. That's incredible. It's very bootleg. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are some rock. bits with like proper interference in it. And yeah. actually the call that I have with Michael Holman is entirely, you can barely hear it. Yeah. But I, I knew, a, I knew a little trick to get rid of that for one bit. Nice. Um, but it like, it comes out. I think that's what, um, like Byron said he likes about it was that the, it does sound like a phone call. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh uh, yeah. I remember that. But it's like the one thing Ashley always said was, like it's, it's just the sounds a little bit. He didn't like the sound of it. Right. And so we tried to record it, send him the script and get him to say it again, but it didn't have any of that like conversational tone about it. No. Um, so we never used that. Um, so I think it works how you sort of developed it. Yeah, I quite like the way it works. It, you know, the English student in me goes and it adds to that bit where he's so far away. Mm-hmm. It's all over the phone. And, you know, the song itself is like a phone call and they the way they recorded it was over the phone as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't think I realized that. Yeah. Um. So what are, what are your plans for the film once it's finally completed? Well, sadly, Ashley died. Um, November 2022. Yeah. This year? Last, last year. year. Last year. Oh, yeah. Last year, makes sense. Um, he had motor neuron disease and then, like, we started off with his legs. When I first met him, he thought he'd had some sort of accident surfing. Um, and then it became, like, some sort of uh, degenerative illness in your legs, which made your legs just would start failing. Oof. And then it turned out to be motor neuron disease. Mm. Um, and then it was, I sort of carried on working on it. And then maybe a year after that, yeah, just over a year after he called me to tell me that was when he died. Um, I'm sorry. So by, I'd had a finished version done by August, not like a final finished version, Mm. but like the full story kind of, yeah, yeah, that I sent to him August that year. Um, so he saw it, he saw basically the final bit and then the rest was just like little polish bits that I needed to do mm-hmm. which I I texted him at the start of 2022 and I was like if I don't finish this by the end of the year I'll never forgive myself and I finished it December 31st 2022 congratulations, mm. congratulations. It was congratulations. last thing I did before I went out and got pished that's amazing <laughs> Um, well designed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Me and me, me and me are in Coda for New Year's, oh, and then all the fireworks went off, and London yeah. celebrated. Gorgeous. Um, and then what to do with it? I, um, I was just like, I, I think the original intention was to get it live. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be the best thing, <clears throat> but the way things happened. It and like, 
I didn't want to put it live without. Well, my my thought was I've can't like. The thing is now I've just made a film, mm-hmm. and that's like enough to be proud of. Absolutely, yeah. totally. Um, to come from having no idea what I was gonna do to having like a final twenty minute piece I was like I'm proud enough of that. I can show that off. I can talk about that now. It's not I'm making this film. It's like I've made this film. Mm-hmm. I sent. I just again Cole texted his wife on Instagram and was like, "This is, you know, you've heard about this. Um, I worked with Ashley for the last two years." Oh, condolences, by the way. I sent that first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, uh, I want to send it to you mm-hmm. and have it in the family and see what the family want to do with it first. If you want to keep it within the family, it's mm. fine with me. If you want it, like, if you're happy for it to go live, like, let's get it live. I, end of the day, I want you to have it. Um, and she texts me back uh, and I sent it to her. And then she was like, let's, like, what do we call next week? Um, And I followed up on that, but she never called back. And I'm not, like, not too interested. Well, not too interested, but, like, I'm not. You could chase it. Yeah, I don't really want to chase it um, unless she comes back to me. Um, Then, maybe maybe last month, yeah, a month ago, I found out that there is an actual filmmaker who is making a film about Ashley. Mm. Oh. And has been making it. Um, sort of got some interviews in before he died. Um, so I found out who the guy was and I texted him and I said, I'm hearing you making this film about Ashley. Um, I made one, super proud of it. Don't know how this could ever help to mm-hmm. what you're doing, but like, I'd love for you to see it at the very least. Yeah. To which he goes like, yeah, I've heard about this. I was oh, like, cool. oh, wow, okay. No um, way. Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spielberg. And uh, I'm actually off to LA. Perfect. Um, I sent it him. He watched it. He enjoyed it. Uh, and that's the last I've heard of it. Nice. I'm sure those things don't move super quickly, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm pretty happy with how it yeah. ended up, where it is. If it never goes live, fine. It's going to go live. Let's hope so. So but you haven't heard back from her yet? The- no. Um, yeah, the last thing I texted her was back in January to be like, um, right. shall we set up a call? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And nothing. And you're going to get a text back that says yeah. Sundance or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but at least like the fact that he got to see it in a place that you're proud of is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm super happy with that. Um, yeah. That he got to see it and like say that he loved it. Um, he made one recommendation and I shot it down. Mm, perfect. Um, but other than like, yeah. And then I sent it out to Michael Holman as well, who um, did his a tiny little bit of interview I did with him for it because he's the one who wrote the song. He and really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, so it's like ticked every box. And then I sent it to like a f- the friends that were, that I've spoken to for two years about making this film. I've shown it to them. Um, yeah. And then another filmmaker who I met a couple of months ago uh, who really enjoyed it as well. So all the important people have seen it. Yeah, all the people I want to see it have seen it. Right. So I'm bummed. Except for Elliot, unfortunately. Yeah, apart from you two. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen the last version. Well, let's sort that out. Elliot, have you ever seen it at all? No. I kept, was promised multiple times. I'm so sorry, I forgot to send it. Uh, yeah. 
I'm checking my inbox every morning. We were driving down here and Elliot was refreshing, being like, maybe I'll watch it on the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm flaccid. Thank you. Um, so in terms of your next steps, you were starting to think about making a similar style video about this musician artist you saw? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a few th- like projects that I've got all the information, all the like basic details I need for it. All yeah. the sound, all the interviews, all the recordings and stuff. Yeah. But I've just left them alone. Okay. So there's one I promised before Ashley, which is an, uh, the other blog post about the van people. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, I did an interview with them. I've got a recording of that in the same method that I want to use. I want to make a film of that. <clears throat> And that's all about van life, um, and like, because they did that. They built their van, and then they um, went out to Europe in February 2020. And then the lockdown happened, and they basically had all of Europe to themselves. That's um, amazing. And I just wanted to. I interviewed them, chat about it, and then I had another friend out in Vancouver, who, <clears throat> who, uh does van life and that's he's like the guy that introduced me to it right um he spent 13 hours tattooing me and told you about his van life it was all in his van you got a tattoo that took 13 hours stick and poke where is it right oh wow here for the reference for a podcast on my thigh on your thigh what's it of it's a doodle i did um at the start of my year in canada my housemate had got his first one he a giant eagle on the back of his uh, car and I was like that's pretty cool I'd love to do my own um, and then just is it a loon? <laughs> what's a loon? it's a Canadian <laughs> bird it's like oh, it's I thought the... that was a, a dollar that's oh, a loony yeah but the loon because there's a loon on the loony it's a type yeah. of bird. oh it all adds up now it adds up together <laughs> <laughs> years I've been wondering about that isn't that sad that that's like our legal name for that too? Like it's oh, not it's even just name. slang. It's like truly, there's no other word for it. It's, it's a, just loony. a loony. Yeah, but that's the same way we call it a quid, right? I don't the, know where that came from. The legal name's a pound. Yeah, quid is, is slang, isn't it? Like, no, you can't go to the bank and they're like, here's your quid. <laughs> GDP. <laughs> no, I don't know when that started. This is like a... This I is didn't a, know that was legal though. Yeah, like it's just called a loony. That's like not slang. That's just what it's called. Like you go to the mint, you say, "Can I get a roll of loonies?" They say, "Yeah." So basically, you are going to you're thinking about making these new docs. Yeah, they're just all passion projects. Yeah, things that I've made, um, and I tell them all the time. I'll be like, "I'm still thinking about it. I'll work on it at some point." Yeah. Um, but. So what does what's your dream career f- five years from now look like? Um, Stop it. I don't know. I look at what Byron does and I'm like, mm-hmm. give me a bit of that. Which is just a vest. Um, Doing <laughs> everything. Yeah, just madness, but like yeah. in the interest of just making things. Um, yeah, I see that for you. That would yeah, just. That'd be my like dream job, but at the moment it's graphic design cool. and like moving towards entertainment through graphic design. Yeah. Um, I don't know what a uh, end game would be to own all this equipment and not this equipment, but equipment like this. I just have endless rooms of storage. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you really do want a sort of Byron esque life. I've looked three at, kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> wife named Lindsay. <laughs> I'll take it all, please. <laughs> Byron, I love it so much. I'll buy it. <laughs> um. Anyway, we have no one uh, immediately lined up. We're also no, sort of taking a little, yeah. little pause. So you've our last sort of on, on booked the in the book. calendar. Yeah. Interview. Yeah. yeah. Closing so it out. Thank you. Our season. Closing out the season. What's yeah. this? The end of season one? Season two? Season. Um, you've been doing this for like two years, right? Three years. Oh, my God. Three years. Yeah. Yeah. 2020. Um, yeah. Season three then, I say. No, I think it's season two. And here's closing out season two. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Cheers, the years. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Thank you for having me. It's probably the longest commute for any interview we've yeah. had so far. We'll pay your Uber back. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Bye. Well, thank you for having me. Cheers. All right.